We are going to get into Genesis now. So, so tune it in here, front row. I'm so glad you guys are in the front row because we'll, we'll be able to really tune it in, all three of us. All, we'll just be like all four of us right here, really talking about Genesis. It's going to be awesome. Okay? So we're in Genesis, the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Last week we talked about Adam and Eve. And remember we talked about Adam as being a gardener, but he wasn't a really great gardener, right? He was sinful. And sin entered the world. But then Jesus was a good gardener. He was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus was a good gardener. And, and Jesus is, is the one that actually we can look to and we can trust. Even though Adam, oh, we can look at Adam and we can be reminded of our own weakness and our own sin, we can look to Jesus and be reminded of the grace that we can find in him. All right? This week, we're going to be talking about another popular story. Anyone ever heard of the story of Cain and Abel? Yeah. All right. Here, how about this, okay? Our life, all of our lives are full of decisions, okay? We're constantly making decisions of who who we want to listen to all the time, okay? All the time we're listening to people and all the time we're choosing who we're going to listen to and who we're not going to listen to, okay? Maybe, yeah, I feel it's more like second one. Um, but at school, at school you probably have teachers that you listen to because you respect them, you like them. No, right? But then, but then you probably have teachers... You probably have teachers that you don't listen to because you don't respect them, because you don't like them, because you think they're fools, right? So you're like, I'm not going to listen to you, right? And we choose, we choose, Bentley, we choose who we're going to listen to and who we're not going to listen to. We also choose who we're going to follow on social media, right? We choose who we're going to follow. We choose who we're going to let, uh, who, whose like posts we're going to let ourselves see and take in. And we also choose who we're not going to follow, who we're going to block out, Right? Or maybe you might get, sometimes you might get advice from a couple of different friends or a couple of different mentors, and you might choose to take some of the advice, you might choose to take some of the advice, you might choose just to listen to yourself and the advice that you give yourself and ignore their advice. All the time, we are choosing who we listen to and who we ignore. All the time, okay? And today in our passage, we're going to see Cain, okay? Cain, who is Adam and Eve's son, he's going to be at this crossroads, this crossroads, and he's going to have to choose who he is going to listen to, Okay? Cain is going to have to choose who he's going to listen to. And as we, who, Cain is going to have to choose who he's going to let rule his life, who he's going to let speak into his life. Okay? So as we read this passage today and as I talk, even as we talk in small groups, think about this question. Okay? Who are you going to let rule your life? Who are you going to let rule your life? Who are you going to listen to? Think about that as we, as we just the rest of the night. All right? I'm going to read our passage. We're going to read... Um, Genesis 4, verses 1 through 7. All right? Here it is, Genesis 4, 1 through 7. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Let's pray. Jesus. We thank you um, just for the stillness in this moment. Um, would you speak to us by your Holy Spirit today, tonight, even even now in the next few minutes? Speak to us. Um, help us to 
um, know who we are listening to, to be able to to do some, to look at ourselves and and see how maybe we listen to things that aren't great for us, how we how we let uh, sin and, and brokenness maybe rule over us and help us to look to you. You uh, are so good and perfect and powerful and mighty. Help us to look to you and allow you to rule over our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So right after this passage, in, in, in summary of this passage, Cain and Abel are born to Adam and Eve. Okay, uh, They both go to God and they give him an offering. And God is pleased with Abel's offering, but God is not pleased with Cain's offering. So Cain becomes angry. Okay, And after this, actually in the next few verses, does anyone know what Cain does? Yeah. He kills Abel. Yes. Cain goes, Cain goes and he kills Abel, his brother, out of jealousy and anger and rage. Okay. So I have a question for you guys. Why would, why do you think Cain would kill Abel? Jealous? First brother. Doesn't know how to express his emotions? Jealous? He needs a therapist. How did he kill him? Uh, that's a good question, Bentley. Maybe we could talk about. Why would why would Cain why would Cain kill Abel? Those are all good. Mm-hmm. So he's jealous. We hear. Well, you can be jealous and not kill someone, right? So why would you? Yeah, you can. So why would you? Why would you? Yeah, Luke. Uh, that that's the first, I guess, death and. That's recorded in the Bible. Yes, Jackie, maybe this will help. Let sin take over him. Nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. Rich. He listened to, to Satan instead of, instead of God? Hmm. Yeah, I think... I think all those things are true, right? Cain, Cain was angry. Cain was angry. He was jealous. Which all of those emotions you can feel, right? But, but Cain thought that killing his brother would satisfy, would fulfill, like would bring him gratification for those emotions. Right? Isn't that what Cain, Cain probably thought, oh man, if I could just kill Abel, I would be okay. My jealousy would end, you know? I would, I would show him that I'm better. I would be okay. My pride would be gone. Everyone would know how great I am. God would know how great I am even. Right? That's why, that's why Cain did it, because he thought that if he could just do something to get rid of his jealousy and his anger, and this is what he decided to do, because he thought that it would help him. Right? Sin, kind of what Jackie was saying, right? Cain let sin rule over him. Sin said to Cain, says to Cain, that his desires of anger and jealousy those desires that he has, he, he can get rid of those if he just puts Abel down, right? That's what that's what sin is saying to him. If you just if you just make Abel small, if you get rid of Abel, those desi- those desires of jealousy and anger will disappear. And so then Cain listens to this voice. He listens to this voice and he goes out and he kills Abel, right? He makes Abel disappear. But do things get better after that? I'm going to tell you what happens after that. After after Cain kills Abel, God. God goes to Cain and he says, where's your brother? And Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? And, and God says, Abel's blood is crying out to me from the ground. I know that you've killed him. And then God banishes Cain 
and Cain has to go away from his family and from his home. And it says that he actually is just banished kind of to be a wanderer. He doesn't have a place to rest. He's just a wanderer later on in verse 4. And that's what happens to Cain after he listens to sin. Things just get worse for him. Sin says that things will get better, but actually things just get worse. By listening to sin, Cain just actually ends up in a worse position than he was before. Right? And even if we think back to our passage last week, we think about Adam and Eve. Remember when the serpent is talking to Eve and says, if you just eat this apple, you can be like God. You can, you can be like him. Right? Adam and Eve, they have this desire to be greater than God. And sin tells them, yeah, if you eat this apple, you can be greater than God. Or if you eat this fruit, you can be greater than God. If you go against God, you can be greater than him. You'll be able to make a way for yourself. You know? But then what happens after they, after they, after they eat the fruit? Do things get better for Adam and Eve? No. Right? They aren't made greater, but actually they suffer more. Right? They feel shame. They realize that they're naked and they feel shame. And, and they're also cast out from this beautiful garden that God has created. This amazing place. God casts them out from there. And now there's pain. Remember we read in those verses last week, we read about uh, what, what happens to Eve. To Eve, he says, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. There's going to be pain. And, and your desire shall be for your husband and, and he shall rule over you. There'll be this like strife and this, these complicated relationships. And to Adam, he says, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Work is not going to be enjoyable. But work is going to be hard and difficult. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. And death even enters the world. Right? They listen. Adam and Eve listen to sin and things don't get better. But things actually get worse. Sin, sin is the greatest voice in Cain's head, and even in Adam and Eve's head, and they listen to it, and it leaves them cast out. It leaves them lonely. It leaves them ashamed and in pain and afraid. Right? But there's another option, okay? Who are you going to let rule your life? Okay, there's another option. God can rule our lives. Right? In verse, in verse 5, in, in chapter 4, verse 5, God isn't pleased with Cain's sacrifice. Right? It says, um, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. God had no regard. So God is not, he, he's not very pleased with the sacrifice from Cain. But God doesn't say to Cain, I'm not pleased with your sacrifice, so get away from me. Like never come back. But God actually then gives him, gives him instruction. He gives him another chance. God goes to Cain in verse 6 and he tells Cain that there are more opportunities to get it, get it right. Actually, this is what God says in verse, in verse 6. Or in verse 5 first. But for Cain and his offering, God had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. But then verse 6, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? God goes to Cain and he doesn't say, I'm not pleased with this, so get away from me. But he says, hey, here's another chance. If you do well, you know that you will be accepted. God is a good ruler. He's not one that when Cain messes up, he says, you're done. Right. Mm -hmm. But God, God says to Cain, you know, I'm not really pleased with your sacrifice, but if you do well, you will be accepted. This time, this time you've missed the mark, but this isn't the end for you, Cain. Right? And this is who God is as a ruler. God is patient. He's patient with Cain. He gives him another opportunity. He's kind and he's gracious. 
He, he gives chance after chance. Or even in, in the New Testament in John, in the Gospel according to John, John says this, that in Jesus we have all received grace upon grace. Chance after chance we receive grace upon grace. Just more and more grace. After we continuously miss the mark, after we continuously mess up, after we continuously put ourselves in the place of God, God says to us, if you do well, will you not be accepted? God says, listen, listen to my voice because he will not lead you astray. And think about this. Think about maybe one of the biggest mistakes you've ever made in your life, okay? Or just a mistake you've made. One that maybe you feel like embarrassed about. You know, maybe like you lied to your parents one time and they found out that you lied to them. And things are not good because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. No, I was looking at you because you did this face. So you looked a little, you looked a little guilty. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe you're angry at them. Okay, they've caught you. They've caught you and you've lied to them. And maybe you're angry at them. You're angry at your parent. Okay? And you, what you want to do is you want to hate them. You want to not talk to them. Even though it's your fault. Right? Sin, sin is probably telling you, oh, my parent, you know, they grounded me for this. And so I want to get revenge on them. I want to get revenge on them. I don't want to talk to them. I'm going to be, I'm going to be passive aggressive with them. I'm going to be mean to them. But, but even after that mistake, sin, sin tells us that. Sin tells us in your anger, go and be mean, be passive aggressive, ignore them. But what God says, God says this, listen to me, listen to my voice, because I will not lead you astray. Take a moment and breathe. Listen to my voice. You know, or, or maybe this is a little more familiar to you, okay? Maybe you're hanging out with your friends and you really want to fit in, okay? We all want to fit in. I really want to fit in all the time. You want to look cool. I want to look cool. And sin, sin is probably telling you that you should do anything to fit in. Okay, whatever your friends are doing, whatever you're, even if it's something that you don't agree with, just do it to fit in. You know, when I was in, uh, like, sixth grade, I remember walking on Main Street with my, uh, in my town with my friend Ryan, and he was a year older than me. And I was, like, known as a pretty good kid, never said bad words. And one time, we were just walking on Main Street. I don't know why he said this to me, but he said, Silas, why don't you say this bad word? He gave me a bad word to say. And, and in my mind, I was like, I don't say bad words. You know, I, I don't believe I should. And I didn't say that. In my mind, I was saying that. But I, on the outside, I was like, yeah, I can say that word because I want to be cool. Right? Don't, don't say it. I'm not going to tell you whether I said it or not. I'm going to leave that up as a mystery. But there's, but all the time, all the time, there's, there's opportunities where we just want to fit in. And sin tells us to do anything that we want, anything that we can to fit in. Yes. I said it. Yes. Uh-huh. Even, even if it, even if it feels wrong, do it. Right? Or maybe you're in a class and you want to be cool. You want to be cool. You want to, you want to impress your friends. Maybe it's never happened to you. You're in class and you want to impress your friends. And so maybe you like say something rude to your teacher to get some laughter. But at your teacher's, yeah, right? That happens. Uh huh. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's just this. Maybe it's just this. Maybe you're really passionate about something. Okay. You really care about something. But with your friends, in order to seem cool, you have to act like you don't care. You have to have an attitude like, oh, I don't care about anything. You know? Maybe it's just that. No. Uh, but maybe, maybe you're really yes. That yes. No. Yes. That that's a good point. That's a good point, Richie. Right. But but this is what sin says. This is what sin says. To impress your friends, do anything. Do anything you can to impress them. To make yourself look cool. But you know what? You know what God says. God says 
This is what God says, okay? God says, I know that you want to fit in. Okay, I know that you want to be accepted. That's not, that's not a wrong desire to have, to, to fit in, to be accepted. Actually, that's what, that's what God, God designed us to be in community, to fit in, to have a people to belong to, right? But God says this in those moments where you really want to fit in and sin's telling you to do anything to fit in. God says this, listen to my voice. Take a moment, listen to my voice because he will not lead you astray. God will not lead you astray. All right, let me share one more story, kind of story. When I was younger, uh, like elementary school, maybe going into like early middle school, I had some anger issues. I put mild anger issues, but I, it was, it was, I did not know how to, what'd you say? I did not know how to control my anger. Okay. I had no idea. Okay. So like this scenario, I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one moment because this scenario would happen all the time. I would get in trouble for being mean to one of my brothers for like hitting them or saying something mean to them. Right. And my mom would send me to my room for a timeout, okay? And I had a choice. I had a choice on my way up to my room. I had a choice, okay? I could either peacefully go up to my room, think about what I did, come back downstairs and say, Mom, I'm really sorry. Brother, I'm really sorry. Or on my way up to my room, I could call my mom a mean name, tell her I hate her, go up, hit, hit the wall, hit whatever, and go and slam my door. And 99.9% of the time, I chose option two. Right? And, and what did that do? Did that make things better for me? What do you guys think? No. Danny thinks yes, but no, that made things ten times worse for me. I remember one time I had to stay in my room. It was like, I came home after school. It was like 4 p.m. And I had one of these things. And I had to stay in my room until the next morning. My mom brought me like dinner in room, in my room. Yeah. I was up there because, not because of the first thing I did, but because of everything I decided to do after that because I couldn't control my anger. Because I listened to this, this voice that said, no, you need to get back at her for punishing you. Right? It all, when, when we listen to sin, it, it, all the time, the real experience that we have is that it really just brings more pain and brings more consequences. That's what listening to sin does. Right? That's what sin does. When we let sin rule our lives, when we choose to listen to sin, to satisfy our desires, those desires to fit in, those desires to belong, our pride, our, our anger, our jealousy, even our hunger for joy and our hunger for life, those good desires that we have, when we listen to sin, our desire, those desires aren't quenched, but they're left unfulfilled. And they're often even, even stronger, and we're just in more pain than the first place oftentimes. But God shows us over again. He shows us chance after chance, okay, that if we listen to him, he will not lead us astray. If we let God be the ruler of our lives. If you let God, who is ruling your life, okay? Because if you let God rule your life, he will not lead you astray. Okay, let's pray. God, would you be the ruler of our lives? Would you be the loudest voice in our heads when we are angry, when we want to fit in, even when we are just longing for goodness and joy, would you be the loudest voice in our head speaking to us? Give us ears that listen. Make us patient. Um, and show us just more of you. We thank you for your spirit that empowers us. Um, and we thank you for Jesus who gives us life. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.